you opening something? I'm pouring more uh, M&Ms into my little oh, M&M it spot. It was just so loud, I thought it was maybe an explosion. Sorry, uh, the M spot <laughs> is located inside the microphone, which <laughs> does make it a surround sound experience whenever <laughs> I'm eating M&Ms. Sorry about that. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Okay. Plus, so first sound sucks today. It's computer. Matthew's fault. Absolutely. The me sound of me chewing M and M's throughout this entire broadcast <laughs> is also Matthew's fault. Absolutely. Um. Okay. I'm trying to Speaking think. Speaking of... of chewing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's get into Day of the Living Jealousy. Oh, you were. I see. You, you were segueing yeah. into the actual Sorry. thing we're doing. <laughs> I see. I get it. I didn't have another. Sorry, I okay, uh, wait, botched actually... your very professional pivot uh, with my uh, okay. complete incompetence <laughs> that's okay it was a real stretch <laughs> <laughs> i mean anyway you know it's not a crazy uh, uh crazy reach okay yeah let's freaking do it let's do a podcast everybody yeah. uh welcome to podcast without a cool acronym the podcast where uh we uh sisters hannah and mara <laughs> I do this differently every time, and it's stupid. It's never good. I don't understand why I don't know how to start a podcast yet. Could I write myself a very basic script? Yeah. Have I listened to 9,000 podcasts in my life? Also, yeah. Doesn't matter. We're going to talk about Phineas and Ferb. Podcast begun. Yeah, friggin' let's go. We're talking about 204 A and B today, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Great. That's what I have. <laughs> Perfect. I feel confident about it. Uh, 204A is Day of the Living Gelatin, which is, speaking of stretches, uh, <laughs> a play on Night of the Living Dead, uh, where every word is changed except the living. <laughs> and also, it barely has anything to do with, uh, definitely doesn't have anything to do with zombies, I guess. I don't know. Maybe Romero saw this and uh, thought okay. it was good. I don't know. It's also weird because later they do another play on that yeah, they do dead. real zombies <laughs> yeah and they use the same pun you're correct yeah they do night of the living pharmacist which is so... interesting because the point of living dead is that dead things are not usually living every pharmacist i've ever met has been <laughs> alive alive <laughs> so night of the living pharmacist yeah. seems redundant or is implying something very dark about pharmacists in the <laughs> worlds that or maybe both i don't maybe both you know we'll get there when we get there which will be in seven and a half years because it's like the last episode but it will be my favorite episode but it will be incredible anyway so yeah we're talking about day of the living gelatin uh we're gonna start with candace Mm -hmm. in i guess their kitchen it looks different because the floor plan is ten thousand square feet and also there's like no furniture in it except for kitchen stuff doesn't matter they're in a kitchen candace is declaring herself president of the healthy dessert club which is uh an insane club to start and one that i'm not positive i would join if someone invited me i wouldn't join if anyone invited me (laughs) like at no point have i ever been interested in something called a healthy dessert club. dessert club one million percent uh healthy dessert club (laughs) get the frick out of my face stacy and jenny are both there And at various points throughout the episode, this gathering is referred to as either a club or a party. And it's unclear, like, who was invited. We'll get into it. But, like, I don't know. I just, I have some questions about this club. Um, Okay. Sorry. Also, 
please. I don't know if you're going to cover this, but one of the, I think Stacy's like, are you sure you didn't just start this club because Jeremy's favorite dessert is gelatin? Yes. Because they talk about gelatin. Right. Uh, I, I honestly think that that is a way better reason than actually legitimately starting this club. So. That's fair. I would agree with you, except that it doesn't seem like she invited Jeremy. So, like, that's true. Is the point just for her to like educate herself about gelatin, Jeremy's favorite dessert? Because that's insane. Well, and you don't need a club for that. That's true. Like, if the uh, point was to have, like, to entice Jeremy to spend time with her, she's doing a bad job because. Work. Okay, I mean, but, it did work eventually, yeah. but like. He clearly he wasn't away. told the start climb of this club meeting maybe he um, had to work or something <laughs> yeah he had to make <laughs> candace's name out of jello yeah it uh, looked hard <laughs> does say okay i'm genuinely uh, the the jello it, they call it gelatin because jello i guess is a brand it's name brand. are they not allowed to say jello um i think so yeah. i guess so anyway yeah so they call it gelatin but um the the, the gelatin in this show does not obey any of the rules that gelatin does in our universe correct its structural integrity is wildly different yeah this uh, gelatin is not the same gelatin it's rubber right it's, it's not it's a made-up substance yeah. yeah so anyway um she says nothing says low-calorie non-fat more than gelatin and i was like yeah nothing mm. also says i'm a housewife in 1973 <laughs> more than gelatin <laughs> also i have never had gelatin in a in a scenario that wasn't me being deathly ill oh really like i i mean i have been presented with gelatin but i have never consumed like why would you <laughs> but i've never partaken of it to? except i do remember as a kid we would have those gel cups in the basement and i would just go downstairs and eat those as much as i wanted okay i was gonna me. ask if you remember a long time ago when um on easter mom would make jello eggs no they were just shaped like eggs but they were jello she had like a little mold for them what no i do not i think she might have only done it when i was like four and then was like this is stupid never again (laughs) that sounds like which is fair because jello is stupid that's true i also our mom made a lot of candy i get she had all these candy molds and stuff and i remember being like seven i'd be like mom what are these she's like those are candy molds i was like you could make candy at home oh yeah because <laughs> her mom made candy and it. her mom's exactly. mom made candy and it just also, was diluted sufficiently through each generation that we don't know how to do anything okay exactly i can make candy, fudge i yeah i can caramel. make fudge and caramel but the two most important candies apparently other people like it was wild to like, I was talking with Matthew's mom and she was like, you just made like caramel. And I was like, yeah, like I, we have yeah. a recipe. Our level like, of like capability yeah. when it comes to crafting confectionery is uh, so somehow high. beyond other people. She was like, which astounded. is crazy. Because it's like compared to the rest of our family, it's super it's low. It's terrible. Right? Like we're freaking, yeah. It's so weird. Okay. But yeah, she was like super surprised. I didn't use a thermometer and I was like, oh, they have those. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, that's the other sorry. thing is that there's a lot. I was having a conversation. Sorry, this is going to be unrelated no, yeah. we'll to the podcast. This. <laughs> this is, sorry, yes. I was having a conversation today with someone about making risotto. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, risotto is kind of like one of my lazy meals. Yeah. Because the way I make risotto is freaking lazy. And yeah. he was like, risotto is crazy complicated. Why would you? <laughs> it's like it requires intense concentration. And I was like, you're making, oh. you're doing too much yes, work you're if you're paying attention while you're making risotto, right? Like I'm staring yeah. into space. 
completely dissociating the entire time I'm making risotto. Um, And I feel like our family's like that with a lot of things. Like, yeah, it's not even necessarily that we're good at doing things that other people aren't doing. We're just, just... we're taking out all the unnecessary steps, really streamlining the process. And the end product is indistinguishable from the one that you put a lot of work into. So, you know. I, who's the real winner I know I know that exactly because one time on my mission I had this companion who went to culinary school which is fine but uh I was trying to make chocolate chip cookies and I was putting all the ingredients in to mix them and she was like what are you doing and I was like I'm making cookies she's like no you have to like put the dry ingredients together and like add the no you know, with the eggs and sugar I was like you do not they don't never once into the cookie like what am I at like, a French bakery no yeah, you put like, all the stuff in a bowl and you mash cookies. it together and then you put <laughs> it in the <laughs> oven it's not hard I know every time yeah a recipe is like in one bowl mix this and this and this. I'm like no this know, is right? like what are we doing <laughs> I'm like bold of you to assume that I'm making anything that requires more than one bowl you can get it right exactly. out of my face thank you so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway yeah. it's yeah <laughs> Anyway, back okay. to the back to this. The fact that gelatin is Jeremy's favorite dessert is a red flag. I don't like oh it. Oh my gosh, I know. Um, yeah, it's giving gelatin? serial killer. Yeah, what, like what? Like what are you a ninety year old in hospice? <gasps> gelatin is not your favorite. Have you never had any other desserts? What is your I problem? No, what? Someone get this man a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, have you heard of <laughs> chocolate fondue? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know oh, why I jumped wait, directly. Girl, that. I what? we had fondue on New Year's. Yeah. And then we kept having it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the best part is you make four times as much chocolate as you need, and then you just have fondue after every meal forever. Okay, but now I just want it every day. (laughs) But I had to give my fondue pot back. My boss let me borrow her fondue pot, so I didn't have to buy one, but I'm going to have to buy one anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, We're one second into this episode. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so she's like, she clearly started this club somehow to get closer to Jeremy spiritually, I guess, because he's not in her kitchen. (laughs) Um, and then Candace opens up a kitchen cupboard. Candace is like primed to be furious today. I like the tiniest little thing yeah. sets her off immediately. Maybe because she I just spent it. a lot of time making jello, lovingly crafting <laughs> Jeremy's head out of jello, which we'll get to. Um, oh. Candace opens up a kitchen cupboard that has nothing in it except for Perry. Um, yeah. it's like fully empty and then yeah. Perry's inside of it. Perry. And she's like, Oh, Perry, get out of the friggin' kitchen cupboard. And I'm like, Why was he even in there? Right? Like, was he, he just hanging out in a kitchen yeah. cover? <laughs> oh, also, Perry. Also, like, I know that he is a fully conscious uh, secret agent, but, like, they don't. How do they think he got into the cupboard? Like That actually makes more crime? sense to me. Because, like, with, like, cat rules, like, sometimes cats just, like, show up in places, right? Like, that they shouldn't yeah. be. It's funnier to me that Perry is, like, I mean, a fully conscious man. Because then I'm like, right. okay, decided for some reason to get into it to like jump scare Candace yeah uh anyway Finney's and Fur beam into the kitchen um literally they're making a molecular transporter um and (laughs) she screams at them immediately about Perry she's like get Perry out of here um she also has the line they're like do you want to try our molecular transporter and she goes do i look like someone who wants their moleculars transported which is <laughs> i also wrote that down That's so funny. <laughs> um so she screams at them they're like about to beam away and then jenny offers them some gelatin and candace is like no they can't have any gelatin they have to get out of here she's like really she's freaking out yeah and her friends are like okay chill please we're at your jello party could you maybe right. calm down for one <laughs> second 
Um, Stacy hands them a plate of grape gelatin. That's just like in a mold. It's like in a like bunt pan, like jello molds or whatever. And yeah. they take some and eat it. They In the next shot, they're holding like two perfect cubes of gelatin that yeah. they shove in their mouths. And I'm like, did you just grab that with your hands? Like, you just like <laughs> shove your little mitts in there and grab a handful of jello. And also, how is it a perfect <laughs> cube? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but. <laughs> confusing it was gross also yeah what the i i would never i wouldn't like i i we've talked no. about it i don't want to eat jello anyway but i definitely wouldn't yeah. eat any of the jello from this episode because all of it has been touched by children or has been on the Ugh. ground multiple times i know so, so they eat it and they're like yum and candace is like all right get out of here and then phineas and verb immediately start dribbling the two jello molds like basketballs which yeah. is not something you can do with jello but okay correct um, and then Candace is like, why don't you go make your own jello? And then she goes on like a even longer rant and Stacy and Jenny are just standing there awkwardly like this is great. <laughs> just watching you scream at your brothers. Yeah. Uh, she's Listen, really she's really on one. Have you ever been at a ha- like someone's house? Do you ever go to someone's house as a kid and like their parent was yelling at them? Yeah. Not, maybe not yelling yelling but you know they were being right. disciplined. But you could feel it's the terrible. tension. It's yeah. the worst in the like, world. Candace, you're doing that to yourself. Like, which explains why minutes later at the first opportunity stacy and jenny are like can yeah. we leave I um i also have a lot of questions about this jello party because they have these two molds of jello which is like a lot of it's more jello than three human girls could eat correct and then in the next sh- scene yeah they have even more gel i'm like how long did you spend making jello and how much of this jello were you just gonna eat yourselves like what are you doing with it yeah it's too much jello it's too much anyway uh cut to isabella's extremely nice backyard um yeah yeah they go over to isabella's house because she has a pool she has a giant like kidney pool which is super nice so big it's delightful uh her whole backyard is i don't know why they're hanging out in their backyard next to their stupid tree i would be at isabella's house every single day obviously every day also it's like the size of a commercial pool like it's they like have little boats in there it's like 40 feet deep like we'll get to this it's it's a huge pool it's an unsafe size of pool to for three nine-year-olds to be hanging out at um anyway so they're over there they're like we're gonna use isabella's pool as the largest gelatin mold of all time and i was like okay i don't remember a lot about jello but i'm almost positive you have to boil it in order for it to work that's true like when you make jello you have to bring the jello and the yeah. water to a boil and boil. then cool it so what they're making is a pool full of juice okay uh, also yeah you like that's gonna ruin their pool like oh, pools yeah. have like filters, filters. yeah uh-huh and, like, exactly like what also like you are, are you gonna yeah. eat that gelatin like they're making it to yeah. jump on and i'm like there are so many uh, like get a trampoline it's not why are right. you doing this it's gonna be yeah, sticky Ugh, yeah it's an environmental hazard those dyes Absolutely. can't be good for wildlife Anything. i don't know yeah. doesn't matter whatever so they're gonna make it into a giant uh jello gelatin mold they're gonna fill the pool with jello so right. uh phineas is like ferb release the gelatin mix and ferb is operating a full-size crane which uh nine-year-olds yeah. aren't allowed to do and is dumping I know, it's out. Weird that in some episodes like we can't drive a car and in some like, yeah, no, some they're like we can drive a plane though 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ferb has a crane operator's license, and he is dumping <laughs> a full-sized crate of Jello mix, which I guess they can just buy in bulk yeah. from the Jello mix factory. <laughs> He's dumping it in <laughs> to uh, the pool. Baljeet just like appears out of nowhere. I don't know where he came from. Um, yeah. And is like, oh, can I add some of my favorite flavor? And they're like, sure. Flavor doesn't matter because we're just going to bounce on it, but you go. Yeah. And he pours well, okay. a little. What? Phineas says, sure, buddy. Like, <laughs> and I know he was be- trying to be nice, but I was like, that's a little condescending. <laughs> it's like patronizing. They are yeah. uh, kind like, of mean right. to Baljeet in this, honestly. He's the only I one know. of their friends besides Isabella. It's like just him and Isabella and all the fireside Listen, girls. Maybe he goes to Isabella's. Maybe he was already in Isabella's backyard because he knows True. where it's at. Maybe he was trying to find out about Fireside Boys. We don't know. Maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, he pours like a little brown packet into the corner of the pool and he's like so excited about it. He's like, hey, yes, my jello. Uh, Phineas is like, all right, stirring team, commence mixing. And all the Fireside girls get out in like little paddle boats. So they fit yeah. like four paddle boats in this pool. It's huge. It's so also, big. Where did they get those paddle boats? Does Isabel just have those? Like, is her backyard just also an Elitch's? Like, why? <laughs> where did they get them? And then the Phineas goes, where's Perry? Perry is <laughs> over by the lawn chairs. <laughs> uh, so he followed them over to Isabella's house, but is just hanging out. He jumps into a potted plant that's on a table and, like, disappears inside, uh, which is just fully a magic trick, because there's, like, nothing under the t- Like, he just gets inside okay, a potted yeah. plant whatever um he slides down into a lair but it's not his lair it's like all pink and purpley yeah um, and like has flowers and stuff and we find out eventually right that i'm skipping ahead a little bit that's okay and cover this but we find out eventually that this is pinky the chihuahua's lair right yeah pinky the chihuahua's in a different division of alka and i was like okay that doesn't fully explain why the lair looks like that (laughs) that's true so i have a couple because it's kind of like isabella's aesthetic pinky the chihuahua is um like we don't know that much about him right yeah uh so like maybe he loves pink and purple i don't know or maybe the lair is designed after the owner of the (laughs) agent or maybe it's like designed after the because the the lady who's on the screen is like some british lady wanda yes who's like in charge of this other division of alka and she's also wearing all pink so i was like do the like majors get to decide what the layers look like and she was just like we're going full seems right professor umbridge for this (laughs) i don't know doesn't really make sense it's interesting because we later learned pinky's villain also has that aesthetic so like pinky like pink and purple very really yeah It's a very, like, aesthetically-based assignment system because, like, Isabella yeah. and Professor Poovenplatz and Pinky and Wanda all sort of fit into a category. Same, and then, right? yeah, like, Phineas and Ferb, Perry, Doofenshmirtz, Monogram all yeah. fit into their category. I don't know. I, who anyway. who knows? Who can say? Um, whatever. So uh, Wanda's up on the screen, and she has, like, a posh British accent. And she's like, Agent P, I'm glad you're here. Uh, she talks, starts talking about Professor Poof and Plots, and then she looks up and she's like, oh, get out of here. She like, dismisses <laughs> him with Super no apology mad. whatsoever. Like, uh, he's invading yeah. her space. And, like, he's not just trying to do his job. She does know who yeah. he is. So, like, we know that yeah. the, like, divisions talk to each other, I guess. Anyway, a giant tube comes down from the ceiling and just sucks him back up. 
and presumably delivers him to his lair. I don't know where he goes. Uh, and then Pinky the Chihuahua plops down into the seat and I guess yeah. gets his briefing about Professor or yeah, Professor Poop and yeah, Plots. Poop and Plots. Um, so many P's. Why could we not maybe <laughs> just know. use one Get other rid of one of those. Doesn't matter. Um, also, oh. I had a question about this. I was like, because there's a few times where a monogram says that he has 26 animal agents, like one for each letter of the alphabet oh, in his yeah. division. And I was like, is that just true in every division? Oh my gosh. Like all the divisions just have 26 <sighs> agents. Because there's also Peter the Panda, who's also a P. That's true. So maybe he he's must the P be in from a, different a different division. division. Okay. I, that would make sense. I have just so many questions about the layers. Yeah, right. We've talked about this too. Yeah, because it also applies to the next episode. Spoilers. So, yeah, Perry used Pinky's flower pot in Isabella's backyard. He, like, got to Pinky's lair. But Sure. Uh, but he's also <laughs> used so many entrances. So I know, but there's 98 places. entrances to his yeah. lair. It sounds like there's, like, some sort of, like, network because Monogram okay, is yeah. like, I heard you took a wrong tube. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. do you just, like, scooch into the wrong tube at some right? point like, in the, what? like... Also, the structural integrity of Danville has to be okay, just completely yes. destroyed by this warren of tubes under every That's household in had. town. I was like, if there's at least two divisions in Danville, each with, yeah, 26 yeah. animals, with each their own lair, I'm like, what? Do you Plus think like construction lair? workers and plumbers in Danville oh. are just like, you know, sometimes you're going to get an animal in a hat just popping out of places. We don't know Forget what it is. About it. Don't yeah. ask. Don't ask. Don't tell. Okay, They've also, all had their memories wiped like 400 yeah. times. So in the next episode, well, okay, I, we'll get to that in the next one. Never mind. But okay. I have a lot about the next one, too. <laughs> this layer system is so It's so confusing. Simple. Like, yeah, it's I, the, just it's the wild. implications of Alka as a thing are yeah. somehow more harrowing than anything else in this show. Absolutely. Like, I'm like, I can accept evil scientist just on its face. Like, sure. Why yeah, not? Whatever. He's eccentric. I get it. But Alka? Alka? No way. <laughs> it's crazy. Also, side note. Telling people who have never seen Phineas and Ferb the name of our podcast is really a really bad experience. Is it really? Because well, because I haven't like, tried it. What's your podcast called? And they've never seen Phineas and Ferb, and you're like, it's called podcast without a cool acronym, <laughs> and like it, they don't know. Like it doesn't. Like not they're like mm-hmm, connect. They're like that does sound like it doesn't have a cool acronym. <laughs> like, you're like that's okay. the joke. You got it. Ugh, uh, anyway, sorry about that. I am okay. uh, not really hyping up our podcast as much as I should. I suppose. Anyway, uh, Perry <clears throat> finally gets down into his lair, and yeah, Monogram is like, "Oh, I heard you ended up over in Wanda's division," and I was like, "Are you guys?" Yeah. And also, like that know, problem. Like he hated Wanda. I was like, yeah, it's your fault. Like, the, easily yeah. he would not have ended up in Wanda's division if he was able to come to work like a normal employee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, just imagine the time saved if he could just maybe just take some stairs. Honestly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, then Ooh. Monogram hits us with, uh, Doofenshmirtz has sent you a video message. And I was like, did he just email that to you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did he mail you a DVD? Um, How did you get this video message? <laughs> uh, Dupin is on screen and he's inviting Perry to a tea party. And he's like, yeah. come on over for a tea party. Make sure you use the front entrance. None of the other entrances work. Definitely use the front entrance, please. In a way that's okay. like a very obvious. Yeah. Except that 
spoilers there's no payoff yeah. to this it's at all absolutely nothing i, I really like, thought there was going what? to be but there's not well okay at first i thought he was being like don't like he was gonna like don't crash through my wall like i can't afford that but no then it sounded like he was gonna yeah, have yeah no, some he says it in a way that's like very clear i was like oh obviously perry's gonna go through yeah. the front door and immediately gonna get like smashed by a piano or whatever yeah that's set up Anyway. Yeah, we'll get to it. Doesn't we don't even anyway. Monogram is like we have uh considered that it might be a trap. However, <laughs> he goes, "We like to give people the benefit of the doubt." And I was like, "Do you?" <laughs> yeah. Because based on you every don't. briefing before now, <laughs> you're doing the exact opposite of that. I know. His entire job is condemning Doofenshmirtz for like very mundane tasks that are yeah. not crimes. <laughs> I'm going like, to the grocery store. The benefit I... of the doubt. Yeah. Where was the benefit of the doubt when he bought up all of the bratwurst in Danville? You weren't yeah. like, I think starting a business. No, you were like <laughs> no. trying to murder someone with bratwurst. Yeah. Go ruin his plans. Anyway, uh, fun take from Monogram. Yeah. Um, then after he's like, try to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Um, and then uh, we cut and we see Perry and he's taking notes. Like, he has his little palm pilot out and a little pen. And he's like, yeah, it takes a, he's, I was like, is he maybe, like, playing Candy Crush? Like, there's no way that he's writing this down, right? That uh, would be silly. Anyway, he zooms out of there. Back at Isabella's, they're just waiting around for the jello to be done. Again, not how jello works, but okay. Uh, Phidias refers to his watch as a chronometer. Okay, I is insufferable. Also- yeah yeah <laughs> what happened was i actually was like i thought i didn't see him look at his watch i thought he was looking at something else but i didn't want to look up what a chronometer was so then i just didn't but it makes sense that he was just his watch and that he was just being an idiot <laughs> yeah no chronometer is just a dumb way to say watch anyway he's like according to my chronometer the jello should be almost done and then it gets done i guess it's done and yeah. they're like uh let's all jump on it i was like again not how jello works <laughs> Yeah, you would just sink into the jello, or it, you oh. would like belly flop onto it, and it would be like a giant hand slapping you really hard. Anyway, uh, they all jump on it, it bounces them 75 feet into the air, and we cut away. Yeah, uh, at Candace's healthy dessert club, which at this point is entering hour four of their meeting and also seems <laughs> insufferable, they've reached the themed gelatin sculpture part of their get together. Those are Candace's yeah. exact words. And I was like, did you send out like an agenda? How much time have you and your friends invested in this? Uh, yeah. Did you bring this jello with you have you been making it in the kitchen this whole time because you need like molds and stuff you can't just make okay, stuff yeah out of jello. yeah that was my so question i was like you can't like carve jello right no you can't you can't do anything with it you can barely mold it and that's the only thing you can do yeah. uh anyway stacy's like i made a pair of shoes and i was like that's impressive very uh i've tried to make jello in the shape of eggs and it's impossible shoes <laughs> is a huge feat yeah. jenny is like i fashioned this dove because of world peace and she's uh giving a very weepy speech which candace interrupts her <laughs> yeah 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 no. and then she's like i made jeremy's head 
I was like, first of all, how is that jello head standing up on its skinny little neck? Oh my gosh, I had that same question. I was like, there's no way. There's no way anything, any substance no, would stand yeah, up. The these... neck is an inch thick. Yeah, jello physics anyway. are, are beyond me. Also, Candace's friends are the most patient people <gasps> in the world. At this point in the Jello meeting, I would dump a bucket of Jello on Candace's head. Yeah, like Candace is in the middle of a Jello-themed mental breakdown, and her friends are just like, "All right, guess we just gotta wait it out." Yeah, Stacy uh, and Jenny see all the kids jumping in Isabella's backyard. They like hear them having fun, and they're like, "Candace, can we please go play with the other kids?" It's a nightmare. And yeah. And this is like, oh, fine. You could go hang out with them. And then she's like, yeah. I'll stay here and ruin everyone's day because that's my yeah. thing. She's like, this is the perfect place for me to destroy the fun they're having. Right? She's, yeah, she woke up and chose violence. Really today. having a hard day. Uh, I guess so. Listen, again, the trauma of trying to make Jeremy's head out of jello. That means she made a custom Jeremy's head mold. Yeah. You should borrow it, it from you. I was um, just saying to think that. <laughs> uh, that's terrifying. Imagine if you went into someone's house and you were just rummaging around their kitchen looking for like a fork or something and you found a mold of your own head. I'd be so scared. That, that would be... <laughs> terrifying. I would, you'd terrifying. have to move. Like, there's yeah. no way that you could You would have to go into witness protection. With that person, exactly. Yeah, I would uh, just throw my phone into the ocean and then disappear to another state. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, at Doofenshmirtz's, yeah, we cut to Doofenshmirtz's and Perry the Platypus is already inside. They're already having a tea party. Yeah, that's There was it. no front door bit at all. Nope. Doofenshmirtz just, I guess, genuinely meant, please come in through the front door. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, was there a deleted scene? Like, why? I, I was he just being a weirdo? Yeah. We don't know. Anyway, Jeffrey Schwartz uh. is sitting there drinking tea, pouring some tea for Perry. And he's like, you know, I was thinking uh, we should be on the same team. But since I'm obviously not going to change anything about myself, uh, what yeah. I mean is we should both be evil. This is not the only time Doofenshmirtz tries this. And I think it is kind of adorable. That's um, fair. Then he's like, I sure wish I had an ally in my evil work. And then he's like, yeah. you know who would be perfect? My sworn enemy, my Perry the enemy. Platypus. My nemesis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he unveils a comically large innator, which is just a turn everything evil innator. It's it's just a laser, but it's yeah, forty eight feet tall. Right. It's so big. It's so big. It's also just like under a drop cloth inches from Perry's face. So when he yeah. unveils it, it's like pointing directly it's at so his head. so scary. <laughs> Ugh, I'm also like, does the evil beam not penetrate cloth? Like, I feel like if you had a remote, you could just get Perry while he was still sitting there. But that's True. unsportsmanlike and not how Doofenshmirtz <laughs> rolls. Of course. So Doofenshmirtz like pushes the button he tries to hit perry but perry jumps off his little chair which is uh, also funny that doofenshmirtz has a little perry-sized chairs uh just in his house um (laughs) the beam hits the chair and like leaves a scorch mark and i was like is it gonna kill perry lethal (laughs) also is that chair evil now okay Uh, yeah i don't that's a great question because it hits a lot of things and i kind of thought it was going to turn something in his house evil but it doesn't it turns some soap and a toothbrush well, yeah. evil which we don't actually see it hit but like not the yeah. but not the chair and not any of the know. walls maybe they were already evil because 
maybe doofenshmirtz what if all right, what happens if doofenshmirtz gets hit with the evil <laughs> does it cancel maybe it, it out actually, or know. does it just it's just like painting red over a red wall i don't know <laughs> uh perry's flipping around he's avoiding the beams and doofenshmirtz yeah. goes i'm beginning to think you don't want to be allies at all i know <laughs> which made me laugh um, the beam is firing all over the tri-state area, as beams are wont to do, but it only hits the one pool of jello where all the kids are playing. Um, I also was like, I feel like a hilarious turn in this episode would have been if it hit just like a random fireside girl, and then they all had to fight her for the yeah. rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, but funny. it doesn't. It hits the jello. Um, and the kids don't notice for like way too long. So the jello turns yeah. into like a big monster and it's like roaring, it's like blah, evil. Whatever. And the yeah. kids are like, yay, this is so fun. <laughs> um, they don't notice the terrifying uh, monster roar and they all slide off and then it like stands up and it's like evil, whatever makes them yeah. it's it does that. And Phineas immediately goes, Who added the evil flavor? As yeah. if that is any explanation at all for what's happening. Also, as if that's real. Yeah. Like, what? There's not an evil that's flavor insane. of Jello, and that's not how any of this works, Phineas. Yeah. Oh, you can't just world. make things. It doesn't matter. Anyway, also they all turn on Baljeet <clears throat> like real jerks. Yeah. They all just stare at Baljeet, and he goes, yeah. "It's curry. It's not inherently evil." And I was like, Baljeet put the least amount of flavor in the jello like yeah. maybe you should be looking at you guys who bought a crate of gelatin from who knows where right like you just went down to the docks and you were like give us your biggest box of gelatin and you just assumed that what you got was like if there i'm just saying if there was evil in the gelatin uh, al sheets was like one percent right, of it whatever doesn't matter yeah it's so that belgi could deliver the line it's curry it's not inherently <laughs> evil maybe a yeah, little spicy which... <laughs> which is funny um the monster yeah. gets like bigger the monster changes size a lot in this and it's unclear why or how um the funny part is that the monster gets bigger and roars and belgi immediately goes okay i'm going home which is absolutely the correct call yeah and he Belgi just leaves he's just not there for the yeah. rest of the episode i was like okay yeah oh uh, perfect listen belgi understands too. his own boundaries and i love that for him yeah. um Candace walks in and the monster like projectile vomits a bunch of chunks of jello on her and I was like gross. gross. That's disgusting. Um, and then it eats her or like absorbs her or whatever. Yeah. Which I was like what is the point of that? Why did it do that? I know. It's not also, digesting like, her. Yeah. I'm like she's not trapped. Can't she just like break it open? She could yeah. eat it from the it's inside. It's jello. It's not it's that hard. Jello. Yeah. To- jello is not <laughs> Yeah. It's not concrete. You can right? get out of it. <laughs> she can see her. She can see outside of it. Yeah. She Ugh, might be anyway. suffocating because there's she no oxygen in there. But around. whatever. Yeah, right? I'm like, she can move around in there. It, it Again, literally no we way to know. know what this substance is. I don't think it's gelatin. Phineas is like, well, I guess we better rescue Candace. After a long pause. They pause for like yeah. 15 seconds to just check out the situation see what else is gonna happen if candace is gonna yeah. die then Phineas is like all right guess we better save her and, and he goes <laughs> one of the fireside girls is like how do we fight a giant gelatin monster fair question although i am surprised mm-hmm. that's not a section of the fireside girls manual <laughs> and Phineas goes we'll beat him the same way we created him with water and i was like is that a thing 
Okay, I know. I was like, what happens if you put gel in water? Because I think it's nothing, right? I think it gets wet. Yeah, correct. Water doesn't really, like, eventually water break it down. But it takes a long time. And the boys are not responsible for its defeat, ultimately. I have a lot of questions about its defeat. Anyway. Okay, part of the reason might be that they choose literally the most inefficient way of fighting it with water. They always do that with water. They're always they like, do. oh, something needs a lot of water? Water balloons. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, water balloons answer. are Get the dumbest way to deliver water ever. Yeah. If there was a fire department that used water balloons to fight fires, <laughs> I would not call them when oh. my house was on fire. Yeah. It's funny because okay, Burp picks up a hose first, but then during yeah. the musical number, they choose every Get other possible it. way of delivering water. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. stupid. So yeah, they have a musical number. Um just about ways yeah. that they can inefficiently squirt this gelatin monster with water. Isabella hands yeah. out like water guns. They're using water balloons. The entire time Candace is just like stoically hanging out inside the gelatin monster. Yeah. I assume suffocating to death. Uh, at one point the monster splits up into a bunch of small monsters like Flubber mm-hmm. and just starts that's kind of what this stuff is. Like what they've made that's is not true. gelatin. It's Flubber. Flubber. Yeah. You're right. Man remember Flubber? Sorry. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about the movie flubber that's okay an absolutely unhinged film. have you watched flubber recently no but i it don't know that i should <laughs> is a wild ride let me I tell you it. something <laughs> I uh i'm not that i'm on robin williams side in the movie flubber <laughs> <laughs> i guess that he like has adhd uh, or whatever but he leaves a woman at the altar more than once <laughs> awesome um, well, also the whole uh robot who develops sentience and is obsessed with him subplot concerning yeah. i don't love it yeah it's fun there's a musical number anyway it doesn't matter uh welcome to flubbercast so uh <laughs> flubcast yeah sorry <laughs> I, I'm so distracted. Okay, so yeah, uh, Candace is dying inside the gelatin monster. They're fighting it, etc., etc., etc. Candace and the monster fall into the empty pool, which is empty now because the gelatin monster, yeah, is, was in it. But like the volume should have been the exact volume of the pool, correct? Yeah. So I guess maybe they like melted some of it off, or like its little minion extra monsters are just running around Danville now. Mm yeah unclear because then later on we'll get to this when it scales doofenshmirtz's building it's like 28 feet tall again so anyway they fall into the pool the pool is 30 feet deep uh which is bonkers for a residential backyard pool and they're like okay everybody squirt it while it's in the pool we got it cornered and they like massacre this jello um Doofenshmirtz back at Doofenshmirtz's place he's driving his innator around because he built tank wheels onto it and I was like why but he is yeah <laughs> I don't have anything to say go ahead he's, he's giving a little speech he's like sitting up there in his little chair um yeah. he's like well I have missed you a lot of times however I hit a bunch of other stuff uh that's evil now so that will I'm gonna summon all the evil things I made his little summoning yeah. button remote and he's like and then they're gonna fight you i was like a very shoot for the moon land among the stars uh, (laughs) attitude he's he's not letting his failure get him down (laughs) shoot for barry the platypus hit literally anything else um he's he turns on his little summoning ray and the gelatin monster like hears it and he's like oh 
and he squishes down the drain and is going master uh yeah. which is fun <laughs> and phineas is like woo we won and i was like perfect don't follow up on that at okay, all just yeah. assume like, that the sentient gelatin didn't... can make its way through the sewers of danville yeah. <laughs> uh doofenshmirtz is waiting for all his evil stuff to get there and he's like you better get ready Perry the platypus it's gonna be it's gonna be a real a real battle uh and then a bar of soap and a toothbrush shows up yeah. Which again, yeah, is crazy because he hit so many, th- just so many things. It's like there so should be an many. army of evil trees on its way to Doofenshmirtz's right now. Yeah, but there's not. Uh, no, it's soap nothing. and a toothbrush, <laughs> and then the gelatin monster climbs up the side of Doof's building like King Kong. Also, how it's made of gel? It's so it's, slippery. How it's is it made climbing? of gel? Yeah, it's. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we can't possibly know that. Um, because the next thing that it does is lifts up the roof of the building. <laughs> it breaks the wall in half and clambers in. Yeah. And I was like, what is the tensile strength of this jello? Like, <laughs> what is uh, happening? This is, it does, is bulletproof jello. Like, yeah. if the US military got a hold of this jello, <laughs> it would be We'd worse be than dead. the nuclear program. Like, I just. <laughs> absolutely great this is like avengers level jello happening yeah um anyway it crouches down and pats doofenshmirtz on the head which i thought was adorable um and doof is like aha a gelatin monster asks exactly zero questions about it he's not yeah. like <laughs> he yeah he doesn't question it for a second no, he just accepts no, no. he's like he's a just, gelatin monster exactly what i was hoping for yeah perfect results uh 10 out of 10 he tells the monster to get perry it grabs Perry, like picks him up in its gelatin hand, and Doofenshmirtz does a little alliteration bit that I. <laughs> Perry sees yeah. the sprinklers on the ceiling, like the fire sprinklers, and mm-hmm. has the same idea, I guess, that Phineas had. Everyone yeah. in Danville knows that water defeats living gelatin. That's just. I guess so. I think that's true. Which is crazy because in Night of the Living Pharmacist, water is also the thing that they <gasps> use to defeat the zombies. <laughs> That's true. So all of what? their biggest foes are defeated by sprinklers. Um, okay. And that's, that's just a true thing. I don't know what's just... in the water in Danville, but it's Ugh. strong. Anyway, Perry sees the sprinklers on the ceiling and he like frisbees his little hat to hit the sprinkler to turn it on. And I was like, I don't think that's how sprinklers work. Yeah. I uh, also. Yeah. Okay. Not how sprinklers work because I just learned. Actually, it is. If you break the little vial inside, there's a little tiny... Okay, I didn't know this until I was this many years old today. today. (laughs) But, like, two weeks ago, sure, uh, we have sprinklers. So, like, there's a little tiny glass tube full of some chemical liquid that, like, if it gets to a certain temperature, the vial will break and the sprinklers will turn on. So, theoretically, if you smashed it... Yeah, which is why you're not supposed to hang things on sprinklers. Oh, makes sense. Don't do that. (laughs) good to know uh, anyway i only know I, I it's crazy that i'm referencing this movie two episodes in a row but i only know from the movie <laughs> the perfect man when hillary <laughs> duff holds up a lighter to the sprinkler to dirt on all the sprinklers in the restaurant oh, <laughs> that would work just kidding i don't know if that works but yeah maybe it um, might, if it got hot enough i guess yeah but yeah cool 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 cool, cool. welcome uh, to sprinkler cast that concludes sprinkler cast <laughs> thank you for joining us this week <laughs> 
Oh, I'm glad we brought this bit back. All right. Anyway, um, Perry successfully smashes the internal mechanism of the sprinkler by hitting it with his fedora. Yeah. Um, and the sprinklers go on and the monster melts and the innator like shorts out also. So it just defeated yeah. two birds with one stone. Perfect. Not sure why he doesn't do this every time. Um, <laughs> Doofenshmirtz kneels on the ground and starts literally crying and is like, no, about a monster that he has known for eight seconds. Yeah. He bonded emotionally with this gelatin monster um, and now is devastated. Uh, then he, like, chases Perry out because Perry, like, scampers out of there because his job's done. Um, and he doesn't want to deal with the sprinkler aftermath. Uh, <laughs> but Doofenshmirtz slips on the soap and lands really hard on his back, like, in a way that made me cringe. Yeah. I was I like, know. oh, no. And then the toothbrush lands in his mouth uh, and perforates the back of his skull and he dies. Um <laughs> Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking about. <laughs> I, listen, mom, that's the thing that mom drilled into me is to like not walk or run with things sticking out of my mouth. Because I'll fall and it'll kill me. And I'll die. Yeah. And I'll die. Uh, Linda finds all the kids in Isabel's backyard. They're just hanging out back there, I guess. Candace is still there. Um, Candace is like, hey, I thought you were doing your dessert party today. Which I was like, well, way to be aware of uh, your daughter's interests, I guess. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And Candace goes, I got two words for you, mom. Gelatin. I am sick of it. And I was like, all right. Again, Candace is so aggressive in this in this one. Um, then Jeremy walks up with like a whole like cartoon Jeeves butler platter. Yeah. Like it has that like silver dome thing on top. And I was like, who has those and why? He, just he walked across town with that. Like, what are you talking? He like rode over here on his skateboard, <laughs> balancing that platter of gelatin. Um, and he goes, Hey, I heard you were having a dessert party. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> now it kind of seems like maybe Candace invited 40 people to this, and the only ones who showed up were <laughs> Stacy oh, and Jenny. No. Uh, which is a real bummer, but also yeah. I get it. If someone was yeah. like, I'm having a healthy dessert party. I would yeah. be like, I'm going to skip that one. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, Jeremy's like, I made you this. And it's like her name in gelatin. Yeah. Uh, little letters. Which I guess is cute. It is at least a reasonable amount of gelatin for humans to eat. And right? also doesn't mean that he has a mold of Candace's face somewhere in his house. So yes, he wins the less creepy so. of those two in this one. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, I don't want it. I'm tired of gelatin. And I was like, wow, yeah. girl, you could at least pretend. I know, uh, you could at least, yeah. Right, <laughs> I guess Jeremy goes home and eats those gelatin letters himself. That's the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> Isabella has to pay to refill her pool. And Isabella has to get a new pool. The she pool stops being wrecked. friends with them. I mean, it's like an in-ground pool. You could probably restore it or whatever. Clean it out. Anyway. Uh, yep, yep, but that's the end. That's what that's happens. day living gelatin for you. Sure is. It did not make sure. me want jello. When they talk incessantly no. about it, I'm like, well, I could go for a hot dog. Not today. Not jello. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ready. Yeah, let's freaking get into it. Um, the next stuff. the next uh, one. What is it called? Yeah. I didn't write it down. Oh it's called Elementary. Elementary, yeah. my dear Stacy. Yep. Sure. That's fine. Sure, sure um, is. They again thought about it for exactly one second before being yep, like, that is the title of the that's episode. The title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, we open on the family vacation. They're in London. 
Yeah, Disney. again. Yeah, again. Haven't Disney they already been to London Grandpa? once this summer? Uh, it was less. It was this summer. It was last season. Yeah, it was all one summer. But yeah, it was. The point is that the Flynn Fletcher family is somehow affording full vacations for them and their friends to England multiple times in one summer. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Okay, yes, you're correct. I had that (laughs) note too. I don't know what's happening, but based on what we're paying to go to London, they have some serious bucks. They're Um, billionaires. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Which I guess they can stay with their family. So, like, that's. They just have to pay for like plane tickets, but still. Um, yeah. <laughs> for 20 people, that's still know, a lot. I know, I know. Anyway, uh, okay, they're all in London. It's like they're hanging out with their grandma and grandpa Fletcher, right? Yes. <laughs> Fletcher is uh-huh. that last name. Um, they, they, grandpa's making jokes. Uh, Candace yeah. and Stacy are in an armchair two armchairs going oh we're so bored yeah i'm like oh i'm so sorry that you're in england what what (laughs) what the heck is your problem also like they don't have tv in england what are you doing like listen i've been bored at my grandparents house i understand being bored at your grandparents house but you're also in freaking england go outside anyway um yeah so they're like super bored whatever uh grandma comes over and introduces them to the sherlock holmes books and they're like oh reading and i'm like okay (laughs) this is really (laughs) this is a lot there's teenagers (laughs) that like to read um there are yeah so then they open them up and they're like oh this is actually a little interesting and it also looks like they open them in the middle i know it's just animation but i'm like all right (laughs) sure uh anyway the next morning, uh, the adults are taking Phineas and Ferb and Candace and Stacey to see the London Eye, which is a giant Ferris wheel. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go I got ahead. distracted because I was looking something up that I was planning to look up earlier, but I forgot. Oh, okay, go ahead. Um, so Candace and Stacey read all of the Sherlock Holmes books, right? Yes. How many Sherlock Holmes books are there? Oh, I don't know. Like, original In the animation, ones? it looks like there's like maybe 20, Right, 25. but I feel like there's not that many. Oh, really? And I feel like they're short. Originally, they were short stories. They weren't even full oh, books. that's true. Uh, this collection has five, six. This collection also has six or seven. Oh, just kidding. This says that there's 42. Hold on a second. 42? Just stand. Traditionally, the canon of Sherlock Holmes consists of 56 short stories and four novels. So, say that again? 56 56 short stories stories. and four novels. I guess that's reasonable for the whole night. I was just like, it took you the whole night to read five books? That seems Okay, my question. So, okay, yeah. So they, like, are going to see The London Eye, but then they look over and Candace, they're like, Candace and Stacey, are you ready? And they're like, uh, we've been reading all night. And I'm like, and the adults are like, did you stay up reading all night? And I'm like, you guys didn't notice? Like, no one was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm bed going at 10pm, you guys are still reading? Question yeah, mark? nope, I guess not. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so they all leave. Uh, <laughs> Perry opens this, grand- he like opens the face of this grandfather clock, zips down yeah. a little shoot. This is what my ears is where my questions are. Uh, 
And we're back to the lairs. Okay, guys. <laughs> oh, freaking listen. Once again, uh, craziest 15 seconds of every episode. Yeah. I, we, so, listen. Yeah. So he opens his grandfather clock, zips down a chute directly into this armchair in what appears to be, it's not his lair. It's a no. lair of a secrety agent. It kind of looks like a living room. Here's I don't know, the thing. Dark. It kind of looks like their unfinished basement that someone very mm. quickly turned into a lair. That like, makes sense. Someone yeah. just set up a TV in a basement that was already there. Yeah. And then they're like, there's your lair. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. Last time they were in London, it was the Evil Expo episode of it was Hard Day's Night, you know, yeah. the castle, whatever. Uh-huh. Harry takes a double-decker bus, jetpack to a lamppost, squeeze down the lamppost to his lair. Like, whatever. Oh I mean, you're correct. it's the one that he looks like. Yeah. And then Monogram's like, oh, they're on the metric system. Sorry, it's so skinny. Uh, whose lair is he in right now? <laughs> I have but, a couple of guesses no you go ahead first i mean yeah so he's in this lair uh monogram is i mean you pick monogram is like briefing him he's like after the lat your last mission in london which was abducting that guy for the evil election, right the yeah. it says alka ran into some trouble with the british spy union and i was like i'm surprised you haven't run into trouble with every international organization <laughs> True. Also hilarious that British spies are apparently <laughs> unionized. Yeah, that's, that's really great. That's incredible. Um, anyway, so he has to have some, like, British spy partner for this mission. Agent 00. Yes. Uh, so... Who conveniently is not on strike. Again, a hilarious yeah. idea that <laughs> spies are in a union at all. I know. Uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so he has a human guy. Yeah, this human guy comes down, like, another... Uh... He's, like, dressed in a suit. It's, like, you know, James Bondy. So, it's, like, I guess maybe the lair is, like, his lair? Okay. Why is it under the grandparents' house? Yeah, what? His lair should be, like, in a government building. He shouldn't have a lair. He's a human secret agent. (laughs) (laughs) Normal secret agents don't have lairs. We've just been... (laughs) become accustomed to it. Um, My theory was that maybe they set that up really quickly because the human couldn't fit into Perry's lair. Oh. So, it's, like, a makeshift lair. (laughs) Maybe. Well, okay, but there's... Carl goes into his lair and stuff. He's In had... England? Oh, no. I guess you're right. You mean because of the tiny pole thing? Sure. I mean, I okay. don't really know. It... I don't know. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's, it is a, a cartoon. cartoon. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Is that, like, yeah. why are they doing this lair thing at all? Uh, like, this goes back to a question we've had before. Question. But I'm Correct. like, you didn't need to set up, like, an AV system to deliver this information right send an email yes maybe have perry go to his place of work if you're gonna have him team up with this guy yeah and like that guy has a car he could have picked perry up absolutely there's just no reason to be in like a physical this is just managers making their employees come into work when their work very easily could be done from home that's true which brings me to my next point all of that layer stuff fully aside why can perry not just have a vacation for once that's also a great question this is also the second time that doofenshmirtz has traveled to london concurrently with perry (laughs) which makes me wonder (laughs) how and why that's happened once Uh, maybe a coincidence twice twice (laughs) plus the first time it was like the evil expo like there was an event like they knew right there was a reason going 
Yeah. This time it feels like Doofenshmirtz was like, oh, I gotta go to England because that's where Perry is. I'm gonna yeah. slap together a plan. Although he explains his plan, I guess. I yeah. wonder if maybe Perry is manipulating the Flynn Fletchers. Like he's the driving well, force behind the number of times that they go to England. <laughs> I could believe that because in the Hawaii episode, Monogram's like, oh, however did you convince your host family to take a vacation to Hawaii where Doofenshmirtz is? And he yeah. does really grossly. They just like anyway. keep getting free tickets to England in the mail and like no one's <laughs> questioning it. They're just like, ah, oh, another trip to Perfect. the homeland. Yeah. I'm sure that they honestly would do that. I mean, probably. Anyway, uh, anyway a lot of yeah. questionable right. coincidences yeah. about this briefing this and also this whole cool. James Bond. Okay, it experience. gets way weirder. Um, it does, yeah. That's so the, the briefing is like, yeah, so Monogram is keeps going and then there's this other brief they another woman comes on and she's like hi agent double O uh you have to team up this is your partner like you know here's your mission and he's like this is an animal this is a platypus and she's like at least it's a mammal and monogram goes he does one of those like weird cat sounds yeah like <laughs> 1995 Disney yeah channel. <laughs> yeah it's so uncomfortable. Which is unprofessional, to okay. say the least. What I have is, it's not the most inappropriate workplace that he's done, but it's, it's true. You're Especially not wrong. Especially for someone who's already in trouble with a union. Uh, uh, yeah. Monogram then, should be in trouble with more than one union, just to be I clear. Know, I know. I hope that, like, that uh, British, like, okay, that British guy is very annoying, but I hope that he gave Perry, like, a little pamphlet at the end of this, where he was like, honestly, listen, you could have rights. You could have <laughs> i hope so too uh yeah so then their briefing is like doofenshmirtz is up to no good then the other so then that's it and the other double oo goes that's it like no files no location no contact and i was like that's a fair question I, he monogram, brings up some good points he's just yeah. very annoying about it so yeah, I was like, that's fair. uh monogram goes it was enough for the mammal and then the woman does the raw thing again. And I was like, you guys yeah. are... I was like, do you guys know each other? And it doesn't <laughs> actually matter. Can you knock it off? <laughs> this is the work meeting. Yeah. And uh, that's ridiculous. it for the briefing. Uh, it is so stupid. To, yeah. Cut to Grandpa, Fletcher, and Lawrence dropping the rest of the family off at the London Eye. And they're going to like go off. They're going to the International Haggis Festival. Yeah, how international could that festival possibly be? Uh, it can't be. Haggis uh, is an aggressively national food, so absolutely. Like, I guess maybe people of other nationalities are invited to attend, Coming. but I'm like, there's no such thing as like Nigerian haggis. Like, what are oh, you talking yeah. about? That's fair. Uh, yeah. So then, Linda and so they drive off. Linda, and Grandma Fletcher are like, okay, like we're gonna go explore you guys should probably get in line it's gonna be a long time yeah <laughs> linda's like hey like, uh 10 year old children why don't you just yeah. hang out here in downtown london by yourselves for a few hours <laughs> i was like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, she's like we'll be back at 4 15 i was like okay it's the morning um <laughs> yeah yeah then phineas and ferb are like okay we'll see you guys later kind of suspiciously and they yeah. leave and Candace and Stacey are just there. And they're like, okay. Candace is like, she figures that Phineas and Ferb are like up to something. They have some scheme. And then she goes, Stacey's like, how do you know? And she goes, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to, ooh. 
and then it's all downhill from there. Just kidding. And then, um, yeah, it's a real problem. So, yeah, Actually, okay, like, I did want to unpack okay. the next thing that she says because she's like, Stacy, who do we just spend all night learning about? She speaks <laughs> about Sherlock Holmes as if she's not aware that he's a fictional character. <laughs> That's and true. And I'm like, does Candace think that Sherlock Holmes was a real man who lived in England uh... at some point in time? I wouldn't put it past her. Because that's hilarious. Yeah. I just... She also... Yeah, she's like, I think we could use... We could bust them if we use Holmes' method of deduction. And I was like, uh... What method? Yeah, Holmes's method of deduction is just it's the just concept like, of deduction. It's just yeah, deducting it's things. That's the entire facts. method. Yeah, it's looking it's at just... evidence and drawing a conclusion based yeah. on that evidence. It's what all detectives do. <laughs> it's how you solve mysteries. Yeah. Um, anyway, Stacey's like, "Are you sure you don't want to go somewhere cooler and do something more fun since we're yeah. in London?" Since we're in London, and Candace is like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> absolutely then, not yeah she makes stacy be dr watson yeah um, in her defense she comes to london 14 times a year so it's yeah. not as special for her as it is for stacy <laughs> that's true um okay then we cut to, we cut to perry and agent 00 and they're they have they're they're in perry's hover car like they tried to squeeze 00 in there yeah and he goes it's just like that shot and he goes we'll take my car and i was like you couldn't have deduced that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you like, he had to, I think, okay, the car. here's what I think happened. I think Perry was planning on taping, taking separate vehicles. Like, I think oh, he got yeah. into his car. Like, okay, I'll get into my car, and you, you adult get man, get car. into your car, and we will meet each other at our destination. And instead, Agent 00, who has big danger mouse energy, just oh. clambered into Perry's car for no reason. And then kidnapped yeah, him. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So they then... have a very adversarial relationship immediately, which is hilarious because yeah. okay, this happens every time Perry has to work with someone else. Like he's very much it's like true. a lone wolf. Yeah. <laughs> because like he's such a professional, so it's surprising that he wouldn't like be cooler about teaming up with other agencies. But every time <laughs> he's assigned a partner, he hates yeah. it so it's much. Like, like he li- resents it deeply. It's which is fair because he's very funny. competent. But he and is. this man like, is an he... idiot. Also, he just has such an extensive knowledge of Doofenshmirtz that if I were Perry, I would also be like, we don't need to. For it's true. He's like, I don't need <laughs> another don't. guy to deal with this. Like, please. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, so they get in 00's car and 00's like explain, like, he's like, this is the car, you know, this is whatever. Right. Here's all these gadgets, whatever. Perry presses a button and it's the ejector seat button. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It propels Agent 00 out of the car at an alarming rate. And then we see the car stop. I assume Perry pressed on the, I don't know, climbed sure. down and pressed on the brake. Anyway, uh, and 00 just walks back to the car. Yeah, like he didn't like, just plummet yeah, you're not 75 dead. feet from the sky. <laughs> also, the okay, vehicle. <laughs> the eject button is like an existing spy car concept. Like we've yeah, seen it right. in Looney Tunes back in action and other <laughs> classic spy thrillers. <laughs> but like- what is the purpose of the eject button? Like, in okay. what situation are you pushing the eject button? And when will it not kill you? Like, here's the thing. I, like, in, even in Looney Tunes Back in Action, it's only because they're flying. Like, the car's a flying car. And, like, in sure. planes, I get an ejector. Like, sure. 
and you have okay, a parachute but, or whatever but yeah just you have driving. to have there's a second half to the ejection experience yeah. which is that you then parachute you down. down you don't just free fall to the yeah. ground <laughs> because I, I that's just changing the, also, your method of death <laughs> usually it's like you and the whole seat but no it's like just him it's like it a just springy swings just him like, out of there. Yeah. because then he gets back and sits in the car <laughs> anyway Candace uh, and Stacy are walking through downtown London um <laughs> what the summary that I read says having bought clothes similar to that of Holmes and Watson yeah, what Candace actually insists happened, on yeah. getting a whole outfit. <laughs> Candace is fully decked. She's head like to step one of Holmesian dis- deduction, uh, plaid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stacy is wearing a bowler hat and her yeah, normal well, clothes that Candace <laughs> definitely forced her to put on. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Anyway, Candace sees face and firm walk into some auto supply store in downtown London, and she's like trying to figure out what they could be doing. While she's doing that, I guess Stacy like sneaks away and she comes back and she goes, "Oh, sorry." And she has like seven bags of clothes, I know. which is fair. I'm glad she got a little bit of what she wanted. I honestly, um, poor Stacy. She really, yeah. she really goes she through it wrecked. in this one. So then the two Double O and Perry arrive at Doofus Marks's lair, which is well, his like what he's in where you know where he is, which is underneath Big Ben. I was gonna say, I think he's inside Big Ben. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, just where he is. Uh. Agent 00, uh, Doofenshmirtz is like, oh, who's your little friend? Yeah, Doofenshmirtz immediately <laughs> wrecks hilarious. this secret agent. I know, like, so just iconically funny. destroys him. Yeah, so no Joe effort Lowe, at all either. Like, just nothing. casually just being himself. It is incredible. I loved it um, so much. Yeah, double, Agent 00 is like, I'm Agent 00, and Doof goes, isn't that just triple O? And Agent Dumbledore's like, no, like that's not how it really gets so Da-da-da. defensive about yeah. it. And Doof is like, he's P and you're ooh, so together. <laughs> and yeah, Agent Double O was like, there's zeros. And Doof goes, I was just gonna say it spells oop. <laughs> anyway, and then he traps them. Um, it's amazing. And then okay, he traps them in just like a little. Not like a hook, but like a, you know, it's a, just a little robot arm that goes around right. them. Yeah, but it goes around Perry's waist. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes around Double O's ankles, and he goes, "Yeah, I must apologize. All my traps are platypus size, but somehow he has two set up." He was, yeah, maybe just plenty. It was, you know, Weird. Perry could have stood in either spot when he came in. I guess. We don't know. Also. Uh, can he not just step out of that? He literally really could tight. just step out of it. It's so uh, stupid. He could probably break it. Anyway. <laughs> he could okay. move at any time. At any point. Which I guess sometimes Perry proves that too. But Perry is like invested and Agent 00 is not. So. Yeah. Um, Doofy reveals his plan, which is to, which, okay. His problem is that his watch is so tiny he can't ever tell the time. So he's like, I'm going to launch Big yeah. Ben into orbit, land it outside Doofy Incorporated. <laughs> it's just that Doofy needs reading glasses. Absolutely. Because that's, yeah, Agent 00 is like, well, okay, first he goes, that's your whole plan? Am I on one of those hidden prank shows? Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's a little funny. And also, then he's like, like you could ben just get a bigger watch. Is not that big of a clock. Like, the clock face itself is yeah. not the big part of Big Ben. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it's big for It's big, clock, but, but it's, there are not that big. larger clocks. Yeah. There are just a lot of other ways to solve this problem. <sighs> a lot. It's okay. Talking, after talking to the auto supply store manager, 
Candace and Stacy. Well, okay. So they try to talk to him. He's got this like thick English accent. So like Candace yeah, like is saying, accent. yeah, Candace and Stacy. So they just like they like go where they point him. Stacy right. like translates anyway. When they're talking to him, Candace also whips out a photo of Phineas and Ferb, like a printed <laughs> four by six. And I was like, are you just carrying that around with you? That's awesome. She had it printed. Yeah, probably. So yeah, they go to the back and they uh, figure out that they picked up some free tires that the store was offering. Yeah. Then they have this little clue montage with a little elementary song. Yeah. The whole time that they're doing this, the whole time everybody's in London, there's like yeah. no one else in downtown okay, London. It is, yeah, like, I know it's an animation thing, but I was like, London is abandoned in this yeah. episode. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's wild. It's a lot of empty streets. Um, yeah. So Candace is like, I think I'm supposed to figure it out. And then we cut to Agent 00 is like, I'll get us out of these traps. And he points his like, watch laser at it. It's taking yeah, forever. Which is anyway. just a laser pointer. I don't think Absolutely. it cuts through anything. It, it doesn't. Just, it, there's, yeah. We'll also, yeah, again, he could just squeeze he out of that trap. It is step out. Not um, tightly around him. Yeah. So the boys get into the boys. The boys drop this notebook while they're getting to the tab, uh, a cab, sorry. And the girls, Candace and Stacy, pick up the notebook. Um, half yeah. of the page is like, what? I have a question about that. Yeah, because half oh. the page is torn off. It's like ripped out. And I was like, what is the series of events that led up to the boys dropping this? Like, why do they have yeah. that written down on a tiny notebook? Why did they tear the page in half? Yeah, because it's just a time. Spoilers. It's just a time for their yeah. plan. And like the really... word water slide. Yeah. I, I don't Any- understand. Anyway, um... <laughs> I think they left that clue there for Candace. Is Absolutely. So yeah, the on the half the page is 1600 water the something water s. um water s and so candace is like they must be planning a race at 1600 water street so she calls linda but then they arrive at the address and it's like abandoned building and then she's like and i'll do an impression and she like does the pencil thing and reveals yeah. the real note anyway weirdly <clears throat> during this entire scene stacy is standing next to her and she just has her arms like out like a t-rex just like the whole time really <laughs> And it's very confusing. Like she just doesn't change poses. <laughs> I was just like, "What is awesome. Stacy doing? Is Stacy okay? Did she have a stroke? No. Yeah. Yes, probably. Um, cut back to Agent Double O, who's like still using his watch laser pointer to open, and Perry is like, "This is not happening." So right. he finds a brick that's laying yep. around. He's like, <laughs> "You know what'll solve this problem? A brick." Yeah. Throws it at the remote control, releases the traps. Um, once they're free, Agent Double OO is like, okay, we can climb up through the inner workings of Big Ben to go yeah, undetected like, and we'll instead surprise of him. Taking the stairs, I'll get crushed yeah. to death in the gears of Big Ben. <sighs> yeah. Perry's like, not happening. He takes the elevator. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh why is there an elevator t- into the clock face of Big Ben directly from the basement? That's my I question. I don't know. Also, There's no way that that's true, right? They can't just they're not the other thing is, you also can't just climb up into those gears, right? Like, no. There's, like, also, there's way too many gears. Like, I don't know oh, that much yeah. about clocks, but there's definitely not 17 floors of gears involved. Right, it's not the whole building. A clock is, like, it. one gear. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't yes. need... It's silly. Yeah. Uh, Candace and Stacy arrive at Big Ben. They find that the boys have built a water slide. 
Yeah. My question is they're using the tires as like inner Oh tubes, yeah, I wrote this but down they're also. Like car <laughs> but tires. they're the outside part of the tire. Yeah. yeah. The t- t- tires weigh 70 pounds they each. They do. And they're they like float, hard. Right? They're not yeah. like flexible. Yeah. You would die immediately. Absolutely. Yeah. So Phineas and Candace are like, yeah, having it out. They're like, yeah, she's like, oh, you're so busted. Uh, <laughs> and then the lift that like takes people up, which is just like a, anyway, it, she's standing next to it a little too close. And yeah, it's just a claw that just grabs yeah. you and shoots you to the top of Big Ben at a speed right? that would melt your brain out of your Absolutely. <laughs> and it probably did. So she's like yeah. chucked up to the water slide and is dying. Yeah, all Stacey's her ribs like, are broken. Can I go next? Yeah. She goes without a tire. I don't know. Apparently, you don't need one. But I guess not. Phineas gets one and is like, last customer of the day. And then he takes himself up and they sure. all go through the water slide and land safely in a, the London Eye Ferris wheel. Yeah. That's it. Uh, That's it. <laughs> That's how Ferris wheels and water slides and, water and tires slides. all work. Yeah. It, it happens. Out. Absolutely. <laughs> uh yeah no further questions uh oh, boy. across the river big ben is like starting to go up into the sky the slide is still wrapped around it yeah it's, it's like shooting off in a rocket doofenshmirtz is yeah. launching it candace is like trying to call linda or like bang on the window so she's like ignoring stacy who's like candace look what's happening right um <laughs> so something additional is going on besides yeah, you this water slide yeah um Doofenshmirtz is at the top of a tower. Perry like leaps up, knocks the remote for the rocket out of his hand. Yep. They go down the slide. Uh, all this like the slide breaks apart. It falls just into the river once again. Sure. Also, like it's a good uh, thing that London is abandoned because there would have been seven hundred thousand yeah. casualties. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just, Big Ben is like attached. It's not a freestanding tower. It's attached yeah. to the Parliament Building or whatever. <sighs> It would. They just like ripped the walls off of yeah. several floors of historic. <laughs> it's like causing an earthquake. Yeah, they're like pulling out sewer and gas pipes everywhere. Like there's yeah. just simply no way. No way. So he pushes a different button. The clock tower like goes back down. Sure. Before Linda can be aware button. of anything. Yeah, that's it. They have to like, <laughs> yeah. get Linda off. Linda doesn't like, Did you have fun? I love your world-ending catastrophe that's happening. Of course not. Anyway. And then that's it. Uh, after, <laughs> there's after a part at the very out. end. Well, okay, I there's a part at the very end where Ferb just like negs Candace for no reason at all. Like they're getting back in the car, and Linda goes, "Oh, Candace, I oh, like your yeah. outfit. It's so cute." And Ferb goes, "Ugh, I'll never understand fashion." And I was yeah, just like, there's no reason right. for that, Ferb. It's a little rude. Also, you're the British one. What are you talking about? Yeah, you wear overalls every day. <laughs> after so then after that the credit scene is agent 00 like just trying to reach this ladder from like the swinging part you know yeah the, the pendulum that's in also, every clock tower i guess that's not part it's not um, <laughs> like what this clock is made up yeah so he's trying to reach his ladder and then like eventually he gets it and he opens the like clock face and he's like oh that took way longer than i thought because it's night now yeah and then he like tries to look at his watch and he's like oh i can't I need a bigger, (laughs) I can't read it. Right. That's funny. Anyway, that's the end. And then he falls off that (sighs) tower and dies, I assume. Yep. That's what I assumed. 
I'm, I'm amazed he didn't get pulverized while the tower was launching up and then back down. Yeah, I am not. A uh, lot of, listen, once again, we're left with more questions than answers yeah. <laughs> at the end of one of these. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We don't do this for science. We do it because <laughs> we love it. <laughs> and because you love it, listeners. <laughs> I feel like we learned some valuable facts today. I learned about yeah. how smoke alarms work. Yeah. I learned about risotto. See? <laughs> here we are here we are <laughs> so good. all right well uh it's time for bed so i'm gonna go you, ahead and uh, sign yeah. off Same. captain yep. uh sweet see you guys all later see you later bye bye